So is this yeah. sto- your story? No. Is it La La Land based on you? Is wish. it really La La Land? Welcome to Pulp Fiction. This is the one where we review the much-buzzed-about Oscar contender La La Land. This is summarized thus way. I, I'm actually... Thus stall- way? Well, I'm stalling because this the summary is so <laughs> weak. It just says a jazz pianist falls for an aspiring actress in Los Angeles. I mean, That's one of that's the shortest true. ones I've seen. Yeah, it's, yeah that's what she said. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm Now's a good time to introduce our guest. Yeah. <laughs> Just because Jacob's sister here doesn't mean I'm not going to be inappropriate. She's listened to the show before. She actually has not listened to the show oh, before. Oh, you haven't? Oh. I, I asked her earlier so I could so I could like just stab her in the back on the show. Right. She was, she was like, I'm sorry. I've just been so busy. And she sounds like me. <laughs> her, Jacob has one impression for everybody. It sounds like Pee Wee Herman from Mystery Men is what you sound really? like. Really? Yeah. Uh, Good call. I've never seen that. That's kind of a backstab in it. <laughs> All right. So your weekly hosts are Brainer Abar, that's me, Jacob Crisib, and Rachel Jameson. We are joined this week by Jacob's sister, Landon Gilfiger? Gilfiger? <laughs> Gilligan's Island? Gilfillin. Gila Monster? Gilfillin. Nice Gilfillin. Yeah. Okay, Gilfillin. I like the Gilfiger name. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> <laughs> now, um, this is fun. You're actually the first guest we've ever... We've talked about having guests on before, but we never really found anyone worthy. But Jacob oh. says... Hoorah. Yeah, Jacob says that you are a worthy... Um, yes. Now, you have a background. We're, we're reviewing La La Land, which is a musical, and we're going to do our top five musicals list. So so I hear you have a background in music. So yes. tell us about that. Well, you know, like anyone else's story, it starts back in high school with the high school musicals. Went from there to college, got my degree in opera. Oh. Um, nice. Was really good at it, but that's not what I wanted to do. So I um, fedaddled around for a while and then ended up joining the U.S. Navy as a vocalist full-time for the name. Really? Yeah, I so didn't even know who, that was a thing. Yeah, me neither. I didn't either. That's crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. So is that where Hoorah came from? Because yes. you said it. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, whoa, this is, I, I wondered if you're in the military. Right. Uh-huh. So she toured uh, Central United States for like the first three years stationed in Memphis. And then the last three or four, she was in Italy where she sang what? there for like one of the highest ranked officers in the military nice. in Europe. No right? way. And she yeah, thought she it did. was cool because we were DJs. She, <laughs> yeah, she did like yeah. the cocktail parties and sang for presidents and really? things like that. Which presidents? Uh, I know I sang like, for the president of Romania. Right. Really? Um, not, not, Montenegro. Not presidents. Yeah. yeah. No, no American presidents, actually. They were all foreign presidents. That's and, awesome. Because wow. I was directly associated with... Um, not NASA. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> I wish. I'm going to fact check this after we get done with the show. <laughs> uh, NATO is what I was going for there. Not NASA. You sound like you had a Forrest Gump type of life. Uh huh. Yeah, actually. Uh, yeah, we uh, roved around. Um, she's a simpleton. No. <laughs> well, I did a count, and I think it's 17 countries that we wow. went to in three years. So, How in the world did you find time to have four kids? That was after. Oh, yeah. Wow. I met her husband there. and Married um, him in Italy. Yeah. Came really? back. She's younger than you. Do you feel like you haven't accomplished anything in your life at all now? <laughs> hey, she's my sister, man. I'm, like, I'm still single, and I had to like, yeah, mom, I'm not gay, you know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, for me, like as a kid, I'll give a little quick history on this. You know, I grew up in a household where my mom and my sister, all they did was watch musicals. Landon was in a bunch of plays. Um, you know, growing up. So she was in Fiddler on the Roof. She was in My Fair Lady. Mm-hmm. And so she and my mom, I feel like, are both pretty well-versed when it comes to musical movies. Right. And so when we watched La La Land, I was like, man, like, one, my sister has to see this movie. Right. Two, it would be really fun to have her on because there are just some musicals I can't give them justice. Like, because I don't know enough about them or I just haven't seen them. Mm-hmm. And Landon, you know, when I called her up, she was in, you know, all the movies that... Half I hadn't even heard of, and I just right. want to give it a little bit of justice for this genre, right. you know, because I think it's a dying genre and no one really watches anymore. And when a great movie like La La Land comes along, you just want to give it good service, you know. Right. 
Yeah, that's awesome. I'm excited about this thing. I am too. That's actually a good lead into the movie too. It yeah. is. Dying genre. Yeah, Dude. dying genre. Let's play that trailer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Jacob. Let's check out that trailer. You're fired. It's Christmas. Yeah, I see the decorations. Good luck in the new year. I just heard you play, and I wanted. It's pretty strange that we keep running into each other. Maybe it means something. I doubt it. Yeah, I don't think so. You could just write your own roles, you know, write something that's as interesting as you are. What are you going to do? I have my own club. Is that going to happen every time? I think so. How are you going to be a revolutionary if you're such a traditionalist? You're holding on to the past, but jazz is about the future. Maybe I'm not good enough. Yes, you are. Maybe I'm not. It's like a pipe dream. This is the dream. It's conflict and it's compromise. It's very, very exciting. Thank you, good sir. Okay, so La La Land. This is getting a lot of buzz. Um, if you if you read the tea leaves, it looks like uh, this along with Moonlight and uh, Manchester by the Sea and possibly Fences are our top contenders for Best Picture this year. Kind of the surefire, without a doubt, they're going to get nominated for Best Picture. So let's do our initial impressions of the movie. Um, you know what? Who wants to go first? I'll go first because okay. I've already kind of given away. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I've seen La La Land twice at this point. I took my mom the first time because – out of just hope, I was like, I think this is going to be, I have a good feeling about this. And then really, I mean, I loved it. And then I was. You know, was, who, you know who takes their moms out to musicals on dates? Single 36-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, then I got my sister and my brother-in-law to go. And so anyway, <laughs> like, you know, just yesterday we went. So I, was seeing, I saw it a week ago. I digested it. Um, I'm fresh off the second viewing and I just love this movie. Um, I have, there's one thing I have an issue with other than that. I think it's a perfect movie. Almost. It's almost a perfect movie. Um, I think it's technically beautiful. The colors are amazing. I think the, the acting is fun. And that's the thing too. Like there's so many times in this movie, I had the chills, my hair stood up even on the second viewing and I knew what was going to happen. I just, uh, I feel like it was, and I rarely use these words because I think it's corny, but it felt magical. It mm-hmm. felt like what you're supposed to go to movies for. Yes. And I, I loved it. And and I had good audiences both times. Mm-hmm. I had full audiences both times. And <clears throat> while it's in the theater, I think people should go check it out because it's it's just, it, I think it's, just, it's a treat. It's something we, we rarely see. And um, so I really enjoyed it. I normally chime in last, but I'm going to chime in here because you basically said exactly uh, what I feel about this movie. Everything you said is how I feel about it. even the, the one thing. You had one big issue with it. I also did as well. And we've talked off air, and I know that we agree on this. But um, let me cut it, let, said, me, let me butt in here real quick, too. We always spoil here on Pulp Fiction. <laughs> just a heads up on that. So, sorry. Go ahead, Brandon. No, it's okay. Uh, but you used the word magical, which is what I came away. That was my biggest thing with La La Land. I came away feeling like it was magical. Uh, and it was glamorous, old school Hollywood style, which I loved. Um, so, I'm just chiming in to say I agree. We'll get more in depth with it later. But initial impressions, Rachel, of La La Land. I really liked it a lot. Now, I will say that I wouldn't I didn't get magical from it. I thought it was fun. I thought it was a lot of fun and I I didn't have a problem with the thing that you guys had a problem with and maybe that's the difference in you thinking it's magical and I didn't because there's a sense of reality in it as well. Uh, heads up, Landon. Rachel doesn't cry, doesn't watch I don't, uh, I have she's no got romance. She doesn't watch sci-fi. I, basi- I have a hollow tin shell of a heart. Yeah, so we're basically, these guys. yeah, we're basically <laughs> the chicks of the show and she's the dude. Basically. <laughs> but I, I say that, that I was slightly disappointed in it because of the hype and all those things, but I do agree that it was beautiful and it was well acted and I thought they did everything with it that they could. I, I'm... I act like I don't like it. It's a nine for me. Like, it's a really, really good movie, so I would encourage everybody to see it. But I didn't walk away quite as amazed by it. I never had my hair stand up. I never had that sense of it. You didn't but dance I, walking out of the No, but I had, I had a lot of fun watching it, and I really liked all the music. I mean, it's it's a great movie. It really is. I think I just I think. didn't get magical from it. It's not an experience. I, maybe that's the difference. I didn't have, like, a... 
an experience that I'll I've, I'll remember forever watching it. And there are certain movies that I do have that, and I didn't get that from this. But it was I'm still a really good movie. I'm bumpy because I absolutely. Uh, to me, it was one of the best times I had in a movie theater. Well, in the past okay, few and years. here's the difference too. This is my most anticipated movie of the year. Oh, really? So my expectations were probably a little bit higher because I love Ryan Gosling and I love Emma Stone. Emma Stone's my favorite, so maybe that was the issue with me. I had to oh. reprioritize myself. I feel like mine was like Mike and Dave have dead wedding dates or something. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, they both took their mom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of you, you brought up Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. I I was so excited to, to introduce our special guest. I forgot to tell you who stars and directs in this. Um, it was directed by Damien Chazelle, who has also done work on Whiplash. Uh, Whiplash, yes, that's that's his, and that's it. He writes and directs both his movies. Yes, which and Whiplash so, was amazing as well. And yeah. I mean, it's clear this guy has a music background. He has yeah. somewhat. He's got to have some kind of a jazz background. Yes, yeah. he writes yeah. his stuff like he's done it. Yeah, yeah, um, yep. both both uh, both movies. And like we all fans of Whiplash. Oh, we all loved it. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was all top couple of movies for yep. us. It uh, was my number three that year. Yeah. I think that was like two years ago, three years ago. I think it was my number two. Uh, yeah. if anyone listening, you know, J.K. Simmons, one supporting actor for it. Uh, he was great in it. It was a great movie about about music again. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but about like you know the pains and uh, practice and dealing with well, this one in particular, um, way over the top uh, conductors. Uh, right. Yeah. 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 Uh, and J.K. Simmons also in this, along with, of course, Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone, Rosemary DeWitt. Uh, and, I mean, that's pretty much the it's, – it's a big, fun cast uh, full of good supporting characters. John Legend's uh, probably the only other one. Yes, yeah. and Finn Wittrock, uh, who, who I've enjoyed from, uh, oh, from American Horror Story. I uh, don't know who you're talking about. He was also in that uh, Angelina Jolie uh, movie about the dude that carries the – lifts up the – Oh, uh, Unbreakable. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was He was on the boat. He died on the boat. He was one of the dudes. How about in La La Land? Who was he? Oh, in La La Land, he was uh, the boyfriend. Her her other boyfriend. Oh, yeah, the dude, that dude's in um, uh, short... Uh, sh- He's the, big, been a, the big short. Yeah, the big yeah, he's short. a big yeah. short. Here, Landon just uh, caught something about he, uh, so, Damien Chazelle or whatever. Oh, okay, yes. We're, and we're going to hand it off to you now. <laughs> Tell us what you think about the movie, your impressions, since you're the... You know, you have a bigger background with this. Everything we said is poop, so we want to hear what you say about it. We're going to sit here and silently judge you. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Sure you will. Well, I will start off with this. So the director, whose name I can't say right, Bernard Chazelle. No, Chazelle is his last name. That's what I said. Bernard Chazelle. Well, whatever. That guy. Damien Damien. Chazelle. Got it. (laughs) Like Bernard. (laughs) Okay. Well, because it's saying that he um, was a musician, struggled to be a, make it as a jazz drummer in high school, oh. had the intense music oh. teacher. So obviously Whiplash was like oh. his story, his basically. Story. Yeah, I didn't know so that. He must be a really good drummer then. Apparently. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I think what I I think what I think loved about La La Land was that that jazz was at the forefront because you just don't see yeah. that unless you're looking back at things like Chicago, yep. you know, those right. older films. Um so my husband and I, we love jazz. I'm like, I can attribute a lot of that to the Navy and the experience I had with them because I had to sing a lot of jazz. So that was really fun to hear some oh, of that yeah. music and um, to see it portrayed like that. And my favorite scene, I have to say by far, was when they're sitting at the jazz club and she's telling him how much she doesn't like it and he's having such a hard time. I love yeah. Ryan Gosling <laughs> in that scene yes. where he's like... Well, I watched you two like, laughing. Oh, it was hilarious. Yeah. They've had this conversation. So you've Many been times. in Ryan Gosling's shoes trying yes. to explain how great jazz is. Or watched people who are amazing jazz musicians talk to people that don't get it. You know, right. yeah. That yeah. scene was... Perfect. I yeah. love that. As, as someone who, I mean, I appreciate jazz as the art form and how it's influenced other genres, but I'm not a big jazz fan, but I still love that scene for what it said. Oh, it and I feel scene. like it, 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 you can kind of shift that into, whereas today's music, I think, by and large, is pretty crappy. I almost think that you can say exactly what he was saying, but equate that, you know, from old school music to today's oh, music. It's a parallel to not just music, but yeah. to, to, I think, the movie itself and to right. musicals. Yes, absolutely. So, so overall as a movie, what were your overall feelings? Uh, well, I'm the person that goes to any musical and I cry, right. <laughs> whether, it's, whether it's sad or happy, just because right. I love the story and I love the epic 
you know, I just, I just am emotionally moved by music. So I cried. I don't know how many times in that movie. Really? Yes. Oh. And, um, but the color struck me, especially in that first opening scene. Yeah. You know? Which we'll get into that one. Yeah. yeah I love the color. Um, I'll tell you what I loved. It's different than most musicals is that Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling, they did a great job, but you can tell that um, singing is not their forte. Yeah, agree. And yeah. dancing agree. is not their forte. Yeah. agree. But their emotions and their ability to carry off that character was what, is what for me, made that movie amazing. Yeah. I love the music. I love the dancing. Um, but they just, they're a way that they emote yeah. and draw you in yeah. and give you the shivers, and that's what I thought was fantastic. Yeah, you definitely notice that they're not, they're not professionals. I liked that, And that, that makes it more yeah. realistic yeah. from yeah, a certain perspective. It didn't hurt the movie at all. No, no, it's not like they were bad by any means. Yeah. And I think actually Ryan Gosling was better than Emma Stone Really? Was. I thought it was the opposite. Well, I, as far as dancing goes, I thought oh, Ryan dancing. Gosling was better. Yeah. Well, and he has the Mickey Mouse Club background. So, I mean, people forget <laughs> oh, really? that. I yeah, he was on the that. Mickey Mouse Club along with Brittany oh, and, and Justin Timberlake. <laughs> But nobody knows that because they went on to be pop dancing stars, oh, and man. he became a serious actor. But yeah, he has a that. background in that. Uh, so no, but I th- I thought uh, that that is a great point though. It did bring a realism to it, uh, and and I'm glad that they went this way instead of picking people who are professionally, you know, dancers or singers, and then hoping they can act well enough. I'm glad they went the opposite way and chose great mm-hmm. actors who could also happen could pull to it off. yeah. yeah. But now, how would you how would you rank it compared? Since you have such a big background in theater yourself, but then also growing up loving musicals, compared to the the legendary musicals of the past, obviously you just watched it within the last couple of weeks, tough, so it's hard to say. Because I've thought but, about this a lot, right? But how would you rank it alongside those? I'd have to, you know, I'd probably have to see it one or two more times. But I think I did think about this. Um, your classic musicals, there's a lot more music right. and a lot more dancing, you know, That's more true. of those numbers. Whereas this one, there was definitely time in there spent in the story right. without the music. You know, I almost feel like the story was kind of the forefront over the musical. I think so. Yeah. It was definitely sure. a musical, yeah. you know. Right. But if you look at like Fiddler on the Roof, My Fair Lady, a lot of those older right. musicals, I mean, the music is what drives every scene. Right? Yeah. And that wasn't the case. That's true. That's a great That point. didn't change it. But I think for me, uh, it just appeals to me differently than right. like a standard musical. Yeah, that, that makes, makes sense. sense. And it's really that hard to just cast away nostalgia too. Yeah, that, it is. That's, my, that's my biggest thing. It's like, like, like this is a great movie, but I just love sound of music, you know yeah. I mean? Yeah. I, and I mean, I have a, I have a love for Fiddler on the Roof because Landon was in it, even though I didn't really remember the movie very well. Right. You know, I, I know the music, but, and it's hard to say, oh, well, La La Land is, not as good as that just because of the nostalgia. Right. So, but then on the flip side, the flip side of that, it's such a weird thing to me too, because if you watch the old musicals, which I do really like, but technically speaking, because they're, you know, this was the beginning, you know, really making movies, especially with, with, uh, with all the color and the big production and all that stuff. I mean, it, it ruled Hollywood for quite a few years, but you know, the acting, it was kind of, it predated, you know, the shift in the 60s and 70s acting to where the acting really got a lot better. And technically what they did with cameras and all that kind of stuff got better. And so and it's people a, were burned out on musicals. Right. And Westerns. Which right. Were, yes. were the two things that drove Hollywood. Yeah, I it was. Oh, but it's weird because like on one side of it, I like those old school musicals because we grew up with them in nostalgia and, and we love them and we know all that music. It's just a part of the culture. But then on the flip side of that, you kind of look at Lala and like, well, it's better acted and really technically it's better done, but it's not really fair to the older ones. It is really hard to compare is what I'm saying. They hit both. They hit both though, because they got the acting. They got right. what you're talking about. But the way that they did oh, some of the interludes, the music that was playing was that old school musical, yeah. you know, that da, 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 yes. da, 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 light footed kind of tap dance music in yeah. between the scenes. And even that scene where uh, they're walking through the Hollywood movie, um, the movie lot, movie mm-hmm. lot, and they stop and they look at that scene that's going on. It's that old school kind of singing that. in the rain scene. Yeah, I love and then that. later on they're in it. Yeah. So they pulled in that yeah. classic yeah. nostalgic feeling in those scenes and in those interludes and that music. So they did a really good job of both. Well, side note, I just remembered that my sister lived in 
L.A. for like a uh, year. Uh, yeah. She was out there going to, uh, to do uh, makeup school. <laughs> and so she worked in I a coffee that. shop. She worked at Starbucks out there while she was uh, going to school. Oh, nice. Yeah. She was on a lot. That was yeah. where my school was. But then she so. decided she wanted to go back into music and came back home. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's amazing. So I, I, I thought about that when we were watching. I was like, I was like, were you on the lot when I you was, were, when you yeah. were working at Starbucks? Mm-hmm. So is this yeah. sto- your story? No. Is it La La Land based on you? That? Is it really La La Land? La La Land. I wish. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's go around on the table now, and <laughs> that was that was a good one, Lane. Oh, that's good. That was good that's good. Um, so now, any negatives? Let's talk about we we've all kind of blubbered on about how much we liked it because we do, um, but. I, I, I know Rachel, Jacob, I know that Jacob and I have one big thing that we'll kind of talk about together, and then Rachel obviously had some issues, and I don't know yet whether Landon did or not. So, Rachel, what were your... I don't have issues. Oh, you don't? No. So, why were you disappointed? It just, you just... Didn't, it didn't give me that feeling. I just don't understand That's why you gave it a issue. two. I just don't understand. <laughs> my issue with it is that I just really thought I was going to have that feeling. Like, this is a memorable movie experience. Like, there was... Ah. You know, I like, thought I about that. I have so an many... answer for that, I think. I, it's a rare thing to get, but for some reason, I just really thought La La Land was going to give it to me. So, my grading is probably not fair to it, because I don't have issues with oh, it. Oh, here's one thing. Emma Stone. You love Emma Stone. I love Emma Stone. Yeah. Okay. So that could be some of it. Another thing I thought of is too is that I, I I'm sorry. I think this is one of the the more poor years we've had in film. And I desperately I wanted to attach onto a movie this year. Like I as usually like, have like the movie. Yeah. I usually okay. have two or three. And I'll right. say, yeah, my hair stood up in this movie, but I still don't have the same reaction I had to Spotlight or Twelve Years right, a Slave. Right. Right. I think um, I would have had I not had such a big issue with it. Thing I had an issue with, yeah. Oh, it's okay. Which it, you can get into. Yeah. I, uh, okay. Well. So Jacob and I, Lane into you actually. Oh, so that was your yeah. issue. So, yeah. so we all hated the ending, right? Yes. I don't hate the ending. That's my I, first words out of my mouth at the end. But, yeah. it, but it's more like why? Yes. Okay. Here's the deal. Well, okay, and I get why. I'm gonna because I'm gonna I challenge you, but I'll let you say it. Sorry. I get why. Okay. So we do spoilers here. Rachel, I think was okay with the ending. Uh, because I am, the, and I have reasons why I'm okay with it, too, but uh, I want to hear your Okay, stuff. here's my deal. I, I, I can see how somebody might come back at me with uh, – let me just tell you the ending. So the very end um, – long story short, they don't end up together. The whole movie is their love story, and they don't end up together. And I thought actually it was really, really well done because uh, I hadn't seen it before. Right before the end – she goes into a club. She sees him performing. They hadn't seen each other in a few years. She's gone on and made her dream as an actress, which is what she wanted. Uh, he's gone on and made his own jazz club, which is what he wanted. That was his dream. That was her dream. But they were supposed to get there together. Well, they see each other, and there's this montage when they when they see each other of what their lives would have been had which they been I together. Loved. Which yes. is amazing. Which I one of the best. one of the best closing yeah. to could have been one of the best closing to a movie yes. I've ever seen. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. Okay, so it shows that montage, and you as a viewer are like, yes, this is what's supposed to happen. And then montage ends, Emma Stone walks out of the club, they look at each other. It's a nice little like, oh, what if? I'm happy for you, you're happy for me. Oh, I wish we could be together, but so is life type yeah. deal. I get it. I get the realism. <laughs> I get I even get if you want to come back and say um, it shows choosing your dreams over love or, you know, this is a Hollywood story and it's not always, you know, you are going to end up this way. You go separate ways to chase your dreams. But my problem is this was a joyous, fun, spirit-filled, like, musical that, that – Give that me was, what I want. Yes, Damn it. like a feel-good <laughs> – like, like I was just so happy. I had like a smile on my face this entire movie – and then they gave me this huge, big, sour... They took yeah. a dump on my feelings at the end. Yeah. Uh, and I hated it. Yeah. I hated that. Yeah. I was ready to give it a 10. It was ready to be my number one of the year. Right. But I was so bummed out by the ending that I just... I It soured me on it, even though I love the movie. Yeah, go ahead, Lena. Well, I wouldn't... Um, I didn't like the ending because for the same reasons. Because I'm the, you know... The one that wants the happy ending and the good feeling. I think we all do sometimes. When we right. just go to a movie and leave with that elating... Right. You know... Um, and the montage, I think, is what I think for all three of us just really nudged it in the ear. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like salt in the wound. It really was. Yeah. It was leading you on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was leading you on. Um, 
But even though I didn't like their choice, it doesn't destroy the rest of the movie for me. I would oh, I have loved yeah. for them to have ended up together. Right. And you said it great. They were supposed to get there together. Yeah. That I agree. Exactly. With that. Yeah. And everything they did was built. To, I mean, he was the the driving force in yeah. her getting her dream, and yeah. she was the driving force in him getting his dream. But yeah. they did it separately. When I went, the, one of the main reasons besides getting my sister to go see it that I went back, I was going to like dissect that montage, uh, that ending for that movie. And basically, for me, if you notice in the montage, it's simply Ryan Gosling chasing her dream. He's the one like he's in her play, clapping the most. He gives her the big hug after she's over. He goes to Paris and he does the piano thing. Right. And then the two of them, they have that great you know shot where they have. Um, like the memories of kids and whatever. Right. And then he ends up going to a jazz club and it's someone else's dream. So That's it's simply, it, it tells you that you have to follow your dreams at whatever costs. Even at love. Even at love, which, but that's not how which, which it stinks because all they had to do, all they had to do to make this perfect for me was not give her a husband and a baby. She shows up five years later with her girlfriends. Yep. They do that montage yep. and they end the movie when they're, when they're uh, like the old school, uh, you know, when she's pregnant, they have kids. Yes. That's what they end the movie. 10 and it out would of be 10. perfect. I, it would it be would a 10 be for me. Perfect. Yep. And I don't know. Totally other, other than that, like, I get it. I get it. But man, just a miss. Yeah. I, but, but I still, on the second viewing, I loved everything else, even though I knew what was coming. Yeah. I still loved everything else. Yeah. You know, it's funny, too, um, to tag on what you said. When they were sitting at the piano singing City of Stars, mm-hmm. and, um, and she was ad libbing. And she said about, it's all about love. That's all we want. That's all anyone ever oh, wants. Yeah. You know? I forgot that. That's so right. yeah. it's interesting. So they contradict themselves. They contradict yeah. themselves. Yeah. Good call. Because they chose their dreams over love. And you saw the sadness in them because of it. Yeah. They got their dreams. But there was a true sadness that each of them felt uh, in those looks at each other. Okay. So, Rachel. <laughs> You said you're okay with it. You heard totally fine with heard, it. And, and why? I know that you're like realism at all costs. <laughs> but I think that I think that realism was an undercurrent of this movie the entire yes, time, because there's, like you said, there is less singing and there's a lot of story in between. And I think that what you saw, what what they were trying to portray, more than it, this is really happening, is the feeling of love. Because they go to the planetarium and they're flying through the stars, and it was—it all seems so surreal to, to me. It was very clearly like this is not reality. This is their feelings expressed through dance and music and all of those things. That's what I got from it. So it didn't surprise me when the ending was more realistic. I didn't—I didn't have an issue with that because I, the whole—the whole story to me was that feeling of love and life and. and just it was very vibrant and exciting but it wasn't literally what was happening to them every day see and this may be the like, big disconnect and yeah. you're not having the magical feeling we yeah, all felt yeah. it and so we were let down by the ending whereas <laughs> right. you didn't feel the magical joyous feeling and so i thought it was a love story was... told through a, a fantasy like like the feeling that's how i interpreted the movie that that may be way off i don't know what the director's intent was on any of that but that's what i got from it because there was a lot of scenes with um where it was just more realistic like it, there were a lot of scenes where you weren't in a musical right. and people weren't dancing and yeah. singing everywhere like for they instance do. when they're sitting at the dinner table and they're arguing right like, ironically exactly. right yeah. this is yeah. not like a, a newsy story people aren't just jumping out and you know like every time that happened that's I felt, how i go to work every day i don't know <laughs> about you right to me every time something Scare like that happened people. it was like i switched from reality into this feeling that they were having rather than thinking oh well they're gonna bust out into yeah. a dance now to oh. me it was just that's how it seemed no i think so, that's what we we're saying is this movie bridges the gap between like right you know movie genre we're used to and the musical right. genre that was nice landing critic yeah. i actually heard critics say the exact same yeah. thing oh, so really? yeah there you go yeah no and i get that no, <laughs> so, that's that's true okay but but flip side of that i would say that the realism part of it i get it totally get what you're saying what everybody's saying about that part of it and i understand that and i don't always need the happy ending but in this movie specifically i wanted it but my argument against that would be i actually think that it would have been really easy for them to like the big, the big, you know, fighting point. Why couldn't he have just gone with her? There's jazz clubs everywhere. He could have still done what he wanted to do. Like I didn't really feel the need for them to be apart. You know what I mean? Like right. I felt like 
he could have still chased his. I mean, they got jazz clubs in Paris. I mean, she probably knows. She's probably singing them. Right. Uh, I mean, like I felt like he could have still done what he wanted to do. He was doing what he wanted to do for a while when he was on tour, and she was kind of there for him. Right. I felt like he could have done that. I, I didn't feel like it needed to be broken up. I can see. Like that. if they would have given us a stronger reason yeah. why, yeah, then I would have understood it. But I didn't feel like there was a need. Okay. I got you. I think we're on the same page. Yeah. All right. I want to ask you about the some of the montages, some of the music. Uh, okay. So the opening, the middle when they're at the planetarium. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the so that, that scene, and then of course the ending. Which one do y'all think is the best? And mm. you know, I actually thought it was none of those three. My favorite part was when they uh, first. Uh, well, maybe it led to the planetarium. Was it? Did it, did it lead to, well, they when, when they first the, like walked off and she was looking for her car and it was like, oh their yeah, first, that's different. Yeah. That, that was actually my favorite okay. of all of them. Maybe that's I should fun. just ask which was your favorite dance sequence. Oh. would love this swirling sky, but there's only you and I, and we've got no shot. This could never be. You're not the type for me really? And there's not a spark inside What a, a waste of a lovely night <clears throat> You say there's nothing here Well, let's make something clear I think I'll be the one to make that call But you'll call And though you looked so cute in your polyester suit It's wool You're right, I'd never fall for you at all Or it could be less than nothing Good to know, so you agree That's right What a waste of a lovely night That was my favorite. To me, that was a lot of fun. And and I loved, you know... I'm a sucker for some tap dancing. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. for you too. Yeah, I really liked it, and I—I I mean, it was ridiculous. Like, oh, I got to put on my comfy shoes, which yes. just happened to be tap shoes. But, but it was also a lot of fun too. There but was a lot it of like was a little lot of funny, fun, but to me, moments. that's when you step out of reality into okay. She doesn't really yeah. have tap shoes, but they're enjoying themselves so much. Right. Like, anyway, but yeah, yes, no. I really like that scene. I thought it was cute. It's, e- it's easy to say that they're. It's easy to say that it's very well physically acted because they're friggin' dancing. Yeah. But when they do the little things like they brush the dirt on her yeah. shoes, yeah. those are nice moments. And you can tell because this is their third movie together that they have a lot of rapport. A they lot do. of chemistry yes. between the two. A whole lot. Yeah. yeah. All right. So what was your favorite, Landon? It's hard to say. Um, see, I like that scene because of the classic like, Yeah, it was, it was like an old shout out to... But my critical side came out and I'm like, oh, this is their weakness. They're not good dancers. Well, no, yeah, I that, mean... That's where it showed off the most. It sure. did. Yeah, it did. So it didn't spoil it for me, but I'm, you know, I'm like, well, okay, well, there are no Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers, <laughs> but hey, they pulled this off without having prior experience. Right. So I'll give them that. Except um, for Mickey Mouse Club. Well, <laughs> apparently. I don't know how much tap dancing I did didn't know about Mickey that. Mouse Club. Um, now... For big epic numbers, the opening scene was amazing. It was. I yes. loved everything that was going on it there. Was. That was great. I, but actually, I feel like that number is kind of separate from the rest of the movie. Yeah, uh, yep. totally agree. It really didn't have anything to do with the movie. Uh-uh. It, it could have been like a like if it was like Pixar that could have been the short that yeah. was yeah. before the movie. <laughs> I totally it had agree. nothing to do with yeah. the movie. It yeah. did. I think it did set the tone. But, yeah. Yeah. But you're right because what purpose did it really serve? Didn't really serve any. And really, the 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 lyrics in it didn't even Mm-mm. really necessarily necessarily fit the movie either. Uh, it just right. tells you that you're in you're in California and everyone's happy and it's yeah. sunny all the time. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, so, so I guess it sets, sets the, the setting. Yeah, yeah. The it sets atmosphere. the setting. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, Very nothing but professionals right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yes, that opening sequence was great because you had the one long tracking shot. The tracking I mean, shot was amazing. Was yeah, cool. did you yeah. catch that by the way? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That that's what made it so good. That was yeah. awesome. And then of course it was actually shot on that's on a highway, which is, which is in nuts. Los Angeles, which is amazing. nuts. Did you yeah. did, did you recognize a lot of that stuff? Like a lot yeah, of the, I did. Like maybe yeah. you driven down that highway. Oh yeah, when they were at the parties, I'm like, okay, been to parties, <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah. on that hill. <laughs> um, 
And see, I love the planetarium sequence. Yeah, the planetarium. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because really when good. he just throws her in the air and she floats off, yeah, I thought that cool. was such a cool. Yeah. Oh, that's definitely every time my hair my hair stands. Yeah. Up. That was really cool. Um, but it's the it's the end one for me. I mean, even though I know what's going to happen right after that. Yeah. Like, it's beautiful. I mean, like. It is. It is it beautiful. Is. It, I mean, how they kind of dance from one set to the next. Yeah. Uh, and how it just kind of, I mean, and that's that's it for me, too, is that so much of it's visual. And y'all know yeah. me. I'm a visual person. And the colors, just the oh, colors and the lighting. It was a gorgeous movie. just blows my mind. Like, I, I am really excited about this director. I want to see what else he can really can give us, and so now my expectations gonna be really high yeah. because I did like Whiplash a lot. I did not know that this guy could do something like this. And he's only thirty one years old. Uh, I just don't saw say that. that. On, like, we don't need to talk about I that. cannot <laughs> believe he's only thirty one, yeah. wow. which means he made Whiplash when he was like twenty eight. Yeah. That's Ugh. nuts. Wow. And actually, on that last number, throughout the whole thing, but especially that last part, um, my husband pointed this out, and I agree. He saw a lot of Moulin Rouge in there. Totally the, good call. The colors, those bright. You know, bold right. colors. Can, can, can. Yeah, <laughs> there was just there was an element of that. But, yeah. So I felt like, especially that last scene was like a mixture of Moulin Rouge, um, singing in the rain, and American in Paris. Yeah. You know, where they're going from scene to scene. Yes, to scene. which was super. I love that. You know, yeah. no, that's a good call. American in so Paris. Cool. That's what yeah. I think of. Man, that ending. I know. Ending. Would have been. It would have been a ten for me. Uh, it, it, as as it ends up, it's still like a top. It may be my number two. Favorite movie of the year, remember two or three, um, but I mean it was a clear cut number one all up until the very end for me. Crazy. So, but uh, it sounds like we can all highly recommend it. For the most oh, part, for we sure. all really, really for enjoyed sure. it. I think it's the only movie I've seen twice this year. Yeah. Can I say that? Star Wars song? came yeah, out a week ago. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. yeah. Can I say what my favorite song was though? Yeah. Oh, we it didn't was, talk about the songs. Oh, yeah. It was um, "City of Stars." Yes. When they're at yeah. when they're at home and he's just playing on the piano. Yes. I love that. It was so simple. Oh, that Didn't was my you favorite. Tell them that take that they were just kind of they, they were, were doing practicing. It. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were kind of laughing like mm-hmm. they like break character. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, man, that seems so real. Yeah. It probably it did. was. It probably was. The director probably yeah. just said, "Have fun, and we'll record it." Well, and that that actually that leads into my one of my favorite shots. Oh, God, there's so many of them. But where he's. <laughs> When Ryan Gosling is walking on the boardwalk singing City of Stars, it is so hard to capture sunset like that. Mm-hmm. And they do it in this movie so much, but that yeah. shot was so beautiful. And of course, I loved it when he grabbed that hat, hand to the old man, yeah. and then danced yeah. with his wife. Oh, that was he so was like, great. hey! That was so great. <laughs> so great. Many, a lot that. of it reminded me of Woody Allen, and I'm not, I used to loathe Annie Hall, but it's just growing on me. They do nice. a lot of Annie Hall stuff in this movie. They do. Where they grab characters just walking yes. around and they start interacting with them as if they're just part of the set. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. I, I love when they kind of just do that. Like the, the culture in this movie, the uh, the culture, the colors, it's just all balanced so well. Yeah, I, I love that. I'm glad Annie Hall is growing on you. That's crazy. I was really, dis- <laughs> I really Annie disappointed. Hall beat Star Wars landed in 1977. Yeah, so he's got an attitude. Against so I'm pretty it. sure she hadn't okay. seen Annie Hall. Yeah, I don't yeah. Think I have. it's yeah. it's a really good movie, but Jacob hates it. <laughs> I, want, I want to hate it. Yeah, it took me three times to actually finally finish it, and the third time I was like, okay, that last half was Thank actually really you. good. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So any last uh, thoughts, feelings, comments on La La Land? I think we covered it pretty well. Um, highly recommended from all four panel members of Pulp Fiction. Please go see La La Land and tell us what you think about it on our SoundCloud page or on our Facebook page. So it's the time of the show where we talk about what else we've been watching lately besides La La Land. And uh, Rachel, I will let you go first. What else have you been watching? I saw Why Him. I also saw Why Him. You were there. We were I, there at the same time. It was good. It was good. It was surprisingly good. It's it, getting surprisingly higher reviews than I thought it would. Okay, it looked really stupid. Yeah, uh, We absolutely. went to it because we just want to watch a stupid movie. And it's got Brian Cranston <laughs> it's got Brian in it Cranston. and James Franco, so why not? Uh, but it was legitimately funny. I laughed a lot. And that's really hard. Like, I hardly ever laugh at comedies because they're so stupid. But I got some good solid laughs. It has all the same flaws that all comedies these days now where it gets too serious and then it ruins everything. Right. Um, but for, like, the first 45 minutes or so, I thought it was really funny. Yeah, no, I thought – and uh, speaking of the first 45 minutes or so, uh, we just found out off the air that Jacob doesn't know what the phrase Netflix and chill means. Uh, and so you wanted the very 
opening gag you wouldn't have got had we not oh, you know, really? learned you on this phrase. <laughs> For the record, that was brought up because Brandon was trying to make himself feel better because he also didn't know what Netflix show was. In my heart, I know I'm cool. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'd say why him? I would write, you know, it's one of those movies that the reviews on it are kind of mixed because it's that type of comedy. Um, but if you like James Franco, if you think James Franco is very like, James Franco, he is. It just, so he's high. Know. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, but it, he's a nicer version of James Franco than you get in a lot of his movies. Okay. He's a good-hearted dude. Like he is he's a like good-hearted he does guy. a lot of like inappropriate, stupid stuff, but he's got a good heart about yeah. it. Yeah, like he's not. It's and it's not really that raunchy or anything. Well, I mean, really, because the trailer uh, spoiled well, a bunch of stuff. Yeah, Never no, mind. It I is. just had like three <laughs> shots of something that it happened. Is. But there is, but there's sweet stuff in there. Yeah, Unlike most of those James Franco, Seth Rogen type movies, oh, where it's, it's just, really raunchy. I just but it's usually thing. just all dirty <laughs> to just yeah. be dirty, yeah. and and they just want to see how crass they can get. I didn't really get yeah. that feeling about Never this enjoy movie. That with comedies anymore. They, they kept it. So Balanced with the sweetness and the the toilet humor enough they did. that they did that literal toilet humor. It. There literal was a couple toilet of toilet humor. scenes. Yes. So why him? I gave it. I gave it seven point five. Yeah, wow. I, I laughed I a lot. If you're just looking for a movie, you just don't want to pay much attention or follow anything a whole lot, but you just want to sit down and have a good yeah. time at a theater. I think I it's actually, good for I that. actually think it was one of the funniest movies of 2016. Yeah, I agree. Strangely, enough. I agree. Well, yeah. can I can I segue off that then? Because yeah. I saw Pop Star this weekend. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, was it Keep On Keeping On or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Um, have you all watched that? I watched yeah. it. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty funny. That's actually. hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it was. I was Pretty shocked. Good. Yeah, I thought it was really really funny. Uh, my never stop, that, never stop, never stopping. Yeah, that's what it was. So yeah, I mean, for those that don't know, it's an Andy Samberg movie, and it's it's loosely based on the whole Lonely Island crew, and right. it has the other couple guys from Lonely Island yeah. in it, but it's. Weirdly kind of semi-autobiographical because Andy Samberg did blow up and become a big guy. Nobody really knows the other two's, two dudes' names. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was funny. That's a good point. Yeah, oh, man, I laughed hard. You know, it was on uh, iTunes for like 10 bucks, and so I was like, ah, it's better than renting it for seven or six or whatever. So there's so many extras that comes with it on iTunes. <laughs> oh, nice. You get videos. You get um, – all the Lonely Island. I mean, there's just a ton of extra stuff that'll just make you laugh even more. Like yeah. the, the videos are longer than like when maybe they cut short in the movie. Oh, right. Cool. Oh, um, that's awesome. Lots you know, of, that, and the gag reels are really funny too. And that kind of qualifies as a musical too. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Kinda, it weirdly kind of does. <laughs> yeah. Is that the one you said that you're, you're best of Yeah, it's going to blow you away. It's going to blow you away. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, did, did you have a favorite song in that? Um, oh, I don't know. I like the deal bird, you know, and <laughs> we said doink to doink all weekend. So uh, the not gay one's pretty funny. That was probably my favorite. Um, one. We laughed pretty hard at that. And um, uh, there's one called weirdo or something like that. It's one of the opening ones, but I'm not, I'm kind of butchering it. Yeah. So I'll stop. No, it's definitely worth watching. I, I, and a ton of cameos, a yeah. ton of cameos in that movie. Some really funny ones too. Okay, so Landon, uh, did Jacob tell you about this whole what else yes, you've watched? Okay, so you have something prepared? Oh, yes, I do. Cartoons. Oh. Cartoons. Oh, because you have four kids. I have four kids. And we <laughs> don't make really it out so much. Do you want to know cartoons. anything about Wild Kratz? I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> she's not going to. She's just messing with y'all. Oh, I thought we were going like, to, I thought we were about to hear like episode 37 oh, no. of Teletubbies or something. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, no. man. Can you imagine if you were raising those kids in the Teletubby phase? Oh, man. No, but I'll tell you what movie I really wanted to see was Hacksaw Ridge, and I still have not seen it. We all went to together. Yeah, we reviewed oh. If you listened to our show, you would have already known whether you should watch it or not. Oh. Landon, I'm not going to lie. It's like uber violent. I know. Okay. Oh, it's really violent. But the story. It, it, it's it's heartwarming. It is heartwarming, while while really really. You'll violent. cry probably. I'm sure I will. Yeah. Yes. No. So what have you watched lately? This is actually kind of cool. What she's watched. Talking about Wizard of Oz. Yes. yes. Oh yeah, that fits oh. in. That yes. fits in well. With... We introduced that to our kids over Christmas. And it was great. Oh, so it was the first time they'd seen yes. it. Yes. Oh, that's did oh, they love that's it? Awesome. They loved it. See, that I is love, so cool. I love it that was it really holds fun. Up. Yeah, it does. And what's hilarious is <laughs> my husband and I sat there and sang. Every single song from the beginning to the end, as if we had just watched it the day before, and we probably neither one of us have watched it in the last five years or so. Yeah, five um, years, so like fifteen or twenty. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I don't know, but um, that was that was a lot of fun watching that. And then we watched the background on it, which was even more interesting. That's what I wanted so. to do. Oh, about we like the background stuff, oh, yeah. all the trivia. I love movie trivia, so there's a ton of it on this DVD mm-hmm. that they got. Like where one of the little uh, Munchkins hang, hanged himself. 
Yeah, you know, I actually think that's a rumor. It is. It's not true. Okay. But it's, like a, it's like a big rumor, but like because there's like a scene where like you see yes. this thing like swinging. You know what it is? It's a bird. Is that what it is? It's, okay. Yes, because forever is. I thought that's what it was. It's a crane in the background, oh, raising and lowering funny. its head. <laughs> that's so, awesome. There you go, busted. <laughs> so. That, that, so anything stood out from the oh, uh, from the extras? Tell them about uh, yeah. who was going to be Dorothy. Uh, I was going to. Oh, well, I'll shut up. So, because we were talking about this. Um, what were we just talking about? Who they wanted to be in place of. Oh. Dorothy. Uh, I know that. Okay. <laughs> Chill, bro. Uh, we were talking about how they chose for La La Land two actors that weren't necessarily musically strong. Right. But the character. So, originally, it was supposed to be Shirley Temple. Oh, oh really? How she different would that be? was the big name. That would have been, been totally weird. Yeah. yeah. But the guy that. Weird. Wrote this, um, wrote the script, the screenplay. One Freed, his last name, um, really was working for. Um, hello, Judy Garland. Yeah, who was not that well known at the time. Huh. So how different would that have been? Crazy. And then the other thing that's interesting when they were trying to finalize it and put it on, um, they were trying to cut music to make it, you know, an hour and a half. Right. So the big wigs at the film studios were, wanted to cut Somewhere Over the Rainbow. No. Can you imagine that? Wow. Are you serious? Yeah. And the same guy, Freed, was like, you cannot cut that song because this is a song that, like, interludes into the rest of the movie. Right. It's oh like the pinnacle gosh. song. Yeah. And they fought and fought over it. And can you imagine how different the world would be without that, that song? That is nuts. Yeah. That is crazy. And actually what a lot of the people talked about in that background footage was that that's what every musical is built on, that pinnacle song in the beginning. It's like a format of how musicals go. Yeah, that's true. So anyway, that was really interesting. Wizard of Oz is one of his favorite movies. Oh, yeah. I love Wizard of Oz, actually. And uh, I played the Cowardly Lion in the... Yes. Put him up. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it's been a while. It's a little rusty. It's a little rusty. You sound like Jacob doing an impression of you. (laughs) 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 Um, i love wizard of oz that was like one of my mom's favorite that's like i have a lot of memories of watching wizard of oz when i was growing up you know you saying that about somewhere over the rainbow though makes me wonder how many like great songs or movie moments or something that was cut and it reminds me um i'm a big michael jackson fan there was a big argument between he and Quincy Jones, his producer, about Billie Jean, whether it should make the album or not. Oh, man. Quincy Jones didn't think it, was, it should make the album. Oh. Of course, it became yeah. Michael Jackson's biggest What does Quincy Jones know? Yeah, I what know. has he ever but done? But isn't that funny? Like, somewhere over the... Like, if somebody would have had... A big wig would have had their choice, that doesn't make the movie. If if Quincy Jones has his choice, Billie Jean, Jean doesn't make the album. Makes you wonder how many great yeah, what's songs lost or whatever we lost that we have no idea about. Well, it's, and it became her anthem. That's what they said... For years on end, that was her song, and yeah. she sang at any thing. Yeah, they were probably like, oh, just throw it on Grease. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll cut it out of this one. Just put it in a Rocky Horror Picture that Show. That actually did happen. <laughs> they did pass songs along from one musical. Really? To the next. They'd cut it and then give it to another musical. That's. Cr- I wonder if that's how we got the opening of La La Land. That was a Grease two outtake. Uh-huh. Um, okay, the movie I've I wanted to talk about is Lion. Uh, do you guys know oh, about this one? Go see it. Yeah, I, I went and saw it. Uh, Missy and I went and watched it. This movie is—it's kind of a fringe, maybe, maybe not going to get nominated for I'm best picture. Impressions. It's going to get nominated for some awards, though. Oh, it'll definitely get nominated for some awards. It may get nominated for best picture. Uh, Dave Patel is definitely going to get nominated. It looks like for best supporting actor. Did you say Dave? Dev. Okay. I probably it? did say Dave. Though. <laughs> hey, Dave. No. <laughs> Dev Patel. <laughs> Um, of course, we know him from Slumdog Millionaire, and it might get a couple of other. It, it, it's going to get nominated for some stuff for sure. Um, it's a true story, and it's a fascinating story about a kid from India who accidentally, t- him and his brother were out trying to get some money for a job, uh, but he was really young, really tired. So his brother goes off and looks for work, and he stays at the train station. Well, he accidentally falls asleep on a train. And it takes him like five hours away, like uh, 1,500 uh, kilometers from where they lived. And he was five years old at the time. Mm. He didn't know what his mom's name was because he called her mom. And uh, he had the name of his town wrong. He was saying it wrong. So long story short, uh, he gets adopted by an Australian couple played by Nicole Kidman and Mm -hmm. some dude. Uh, (laughs) She's probably going to get nominated as well, deservedly so. Anyways, he grows up and he seeks out his 
original family, his original mom and, and his brother and sister, uh, because Google Earth comes out and he has a few memories. He has like a handful of memories of like places and, and, and the whereabouts. And so between his memories and Google Earth for the next few years, he kind of tries to find his original home. And that's what this movie is about. And it's really – on one end, it's really heartbreaking and sad. Misty cried like all throughout it. Then on the other side, it's really like hopeful and inspiring and, and heartwarming. Uh, and absolutely, it's it's one of the better She's movies. She's pregnant I've seen. though, so her emotions are high. That's true. She, yeah. Seriously, we probably go, <laughs> she probably like go see a new Transformers Transformers movie, and she probably cry. <laughs> oh, poor, poor Megatron. Uh, <laughs> I do have one more movie though. Okay, uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd highly recommend Lion. Uh, it, really, really, really good movie. Um, yeah, I also. I actually wanted to talk about Jackie. I went and saw it. Um, I saw it as well. Did you? You did. I did. Were you going to talk about it? Uh, I just picked. I was going to talk about one of the two. Yeah, I'll try uh, and go through it fast, to be honest. Let me just ask you this. Did you like it? I was disappointed in it. I yes. thought Natalie. Here's my, here's my review of it. Natalie Portman was outstanding. She deserves any sort of recognition gets. But the movie was boring, and I didn't give a crap about anything that was going on. Nail on the head. I really? Mean, it, yeah. That's how you I, felt? I thought it was really slow. I thought it was interesting how they filmed it because it did kind of remind me of like old 1960s pictures. And so it was For very sure. grainy, very muted. Um, you know, it's basically the story of uh, Jacqueline Kennedy after her husband was assassinated. You know, like the, the week, you know, that happened afterwards. So it kind of shows her... Uh, you know, blankless fa- face. Yeah. With all that was happening, what she had to do, really forced to do, like move out of her, her home, be in the White House, um, take her kids, pack up and leave and do it within one week. Yeah. And the kind of the insensitivity of all the people around her and, and how they were, I mean, just trying to move on with Lyndon B. Johnson at the time. Uh, but I mean. But you saying and, and that, that and is Natalie, way more interesting than what they actually than show. Than what actually happened. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because it one sounds problem with the film enough. is that it, it, it went along with uh, multiple storylines at once. Mm-hmm. It jumped back and forth between before the shooting after, and mostly after the shooting, but like multiple timelines timelines after yeah. the shooting. And it's just, it was a little too much. Did you know it was, it was produced by uh, Darren Aronofsky? I saw that in the credits. I didn't know that going into didn't it. Didn't know that either. Yeah. Uh, um, I, maybe I could see a touch of, you know, of his uh, influence in there. But uh, ultimately, I'm with you, man. I thought it was so slow. So, so, like tedious like it was it was hard to sit through i was it. looking at my watch and usually that's not a good sign yeah but i respect you know and i think she she, she was did great talking like she is <laughs> for a long time it gets really slow <laughs> forever <laughs> she talked like that she did <sighs> and she just had that like you know shocked expressionless look on her face for so long like she was great. I have nothing bad to say about Natalie Portman. I really think she should win an Oscar, probably, compared to what we've seen this year. Yeah. But the movie itself, my gosh, it was hard to get through. It was just so boring. Yeah. Uh, really disappointed in it. Um, so that is what we've been watching lately. Um, be sure to hit us up on our SoundCloud page, our Facebook page, and tell us what you thought of La La Land. And be sure to listen to our other podcast this week. We're going to count down our top five musicals of all time. Thank you for listening to Pulp Fiction. <laughs>